So as I'm starting to shape this concept of what is this, of moved, I started to realize that people need to start living at above 20% on all areas of their life. And the three areas that I found was generating more business, which is the digital side entrepreneurially. How do we actually generate leads and then you turn them into sales? How do we do that? Well, that's the digital growth method. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. All right. So I made it to episode number 10. And these are the markers that I think uh, you always prepare for, but uh, you think that they're small numbers, but they're really big numbers in my mind. Uh, I was sharing the story the other day. I was telling um, some people how when we hit 100 subscribers, uh, as you look at a lot of podcasts that have you know, 30,000 subscribers and you know, 100,000, 1.2 million uh, subscribers in the podcast, I think that it's, it's quite exciting to be able to share that 100 has victory. And there's probably more people that are out there that hit 100 and then they don't go to 200 uh, for whatever reasons. Maybe it's systems, maybe it's uh, fears of moving forward, uh, maybe it's not the right people in place. So I've been through every single one of those, and I thought that uh, I would take a step back in the 10th episode and maybe share a little bit about uh, what I've learned from each one of these different people um, and maybe talk a little bit about um, how MOVED is uh, creating a movement in its own and, and what it's all about. Um, and then I'll go ahead and maybe share with you guys a little bit about the digital growth method. Now, this episode uh, does have a spin through both of them because this is the evolution. Um, I think that each one of you guys as a business or business owner should have some form of evolution. This has been an evolution that I've had for a long time. Um, so I'll jump right into that. But let's jump into who were the guests that I had over the last couple of weeks. And what is it that they brought to um, the Entrepreneur Evolved podcast? And I'm going to go ahead and start off with um, Stuart Cooper. And Stuart Cooper was a guest on the show. Um, and it was really kind of nice for anybody that does this, um, you know, find some people that you know, uh, shoot those videos and, and get comfortable uh, being able to just talk on the mic because there's, you know, topics that need to come up, maybe questions, me trying to do my best. So this is a learning experience for myself and probably for anybody else out there. But Stuart Cooper had a really cool story. He had um, moved to Thailand um, after an injury he had occurred during jujitsu. And he was a filmmaker who was doing film with um, uh, weddings and things like that. And he took what his excitement was of being an actual entrepreneur, and, or I'm sorry, of a jujitsu practitioner and someone that enjoyed film and making short videos. And he combined that to create what's called Stuber Cooper Films, which has become one of the largest um, jujitsu uh, video places to go and see different videos about jujitsu. So incredible story. And you hear kind of the, the, the struggles that sometimes entrepreneurs go through. He talks about how he got addicted to drugs and he had to try and get off of those and how he got off of those is an incredible story. So next um, I had Jeff Escadra. Jeff's a great guy. Uh, Jeff has a story about how as an entrepreneur, he started off in design. And when he started off in design, his transfer was that he got an opportunity in a very large position. And in that position, he was able to learn kind of like an internship or so. 
And then he realized that some skill sets that he had, that he could multiply that with more people. And that's where he came out with his design and WordPress and um, consulting agency as of today. So as I go through here, you're going to see each one of these stories. And I thought that was kind of cool to recognize in this episode that even up to this many episodes, the stories are going to are starting to kind of sound similar. Here's Janji, and Janji is a BJJ practitioner as well, and he's known as uh, someone that, um, if I get this right, has not been mounted or passed his guard. And that episode talks a lot about how he came from Brazil and was going to be an attorney. And due to choices and decisions and the love of, of what he did and his success, he decided to turn that into a gym, which now today is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym. So Joseph Doramo, uh, Joseph is a great guy. Joseph has a business where he focuses on men um, that are looking to strengthen either character or the way that they're running their business or treating their families. Um, really, it's kind of a code of honor if you look at it. Um, and he's focusing on men. And I'm sure that a lot of men out there could use a lot of the things that he does. Because as you go through being an entrepreneur, you realize that, uh, you know, we start don't not knowing as much as we thought we did. <laughs> and so having the support, uh, Joseph started that. And he also has a, a restaurant as well. So that's a great episode to listen to somebody that has multiple different things that he has to get done, but he focuses on that core belief in himself. Man, when you do podcasts, when you get things in your eye, you still got to get them, don't you? <laughs> There's no way around it. Salvador. Salvador is a great guy. He was the first guy to actually come out on the podcast. He sat with me here. He was the first person to uh, be as an in-person guest at the Moved uh, Entrepreneur Podcast. And, you know, it was kind of funny because I told him, I guess uh, I said, I don't have a second mic. And I remember when I was younger and I decided to throw my first party and it was really a bring your own chair because I didn't have enough chairs. And so this was a bring your own mic situation. So he actually brought a mic in and uh, he gifted me a mic. And so uh, probably pushed me forward to have more guests here in, in, the, in the studio. <laughs> Next, um, well, his story, actually, I'll, I'll highlight that a little bit. Uh, Salvador has a story of um, really uh, the origination of when the internet started, the boom of when it started, and talking about how AOL had switched over to people being able to communicate from all over the world. But the other thing that he talks about is how he started to generate leads for his dad's business and started then generating leads for fence companies. And then that journey has taken him to a, um, he has a parkour uh, course and he also has a parkour um, a lead generation system. Then he also has a gym lead generation system. So uh, Sal has come a long way in his journey as well. Chris Shabodiak, he has, um, I believe he owned a um, he actually owned a, uh, what is it? A, uh, radio station, uh, where they interviewed a lot of different people and through his trials and tribulations, um, his biggest thing was overcoming his addiction and then finding ways to channel that addiction out. And he found his business, um, through his, um, Juju, Juju, uh, Jujube, uh, click. I believe that that was the name. I apologize. Um, but ultimately the, the model is like a business card. And in that business card, um, he allows you to be able to be marketed through the different channels that he does. Now his business model, I'm not a per professional at it. Um, but you can go to the episode and hear about that as well. 
And the last one that we just did was Andrew Napier. Now, Andrew is quite an inspiration for anybody that's right now getting hit. And as I'm doing this, it is April 6th. And over the last few weeks during that time, uh, Andrew had suffered a stroke. And, you know, he tells his story like it's not that big of a deal. And I think that some people would say that he should make it more of a big deal. But I think that he shouldn't. And in a way, I think that he should live in bliss and he should uh, look at the things that are going to be moving forward in his life and healing his body is going to be the next thing that he's going to have to do. But the thing that was wild was that he wanted to be on the podcast regardless if how he was feeling. And I was just proud of him as a human being. He inspired me to just go do things, even when things just don't look right. And he has an agency of inspiring people to be happy. And he believes that happiness is through helping people in their business. So you can check out that episode and learn more about Andrew Napier, but I'm just shocked in that whole scenario. I mean, he's on there and you know, at the end of it, he's like, you know, I couldn't hear part, feel part of my face. And I just was like, hey, man, you couldn't tell. (laughs) You couldn't tell. And even during that time when he got off, I was on his Facebook and he's helping people and he's growing his agency and he's moving forward. So um, pretty cool scenario. So I thought today um, in the 10th episode, I thought I'd share with you guys um, just a a story um, and a story about how I got started on this internet kick and how did I end up in India and how did I end up in the Philippines and and how did I end up in Thailand and you know there's so many things in my personal story that I thought I'd share with you guys on the tenth episode that maybe um, you guys can take as um, maybe lessons for yourself um, or maybe just be able to utilize some of the things that I've learned and apply them fairly quickly. So I'll go ahead and start off. Um, the internet was really interesting to me um, in the very beginning because I didn't really want to have to be stuck somewhere uh, my entire life. And one of the goals was to be an outside salesman. And when you're outside salesman, you get to get out, you get to see people, uh, but you're making money, you're making commissions. And so I was always intrigued in being able to make my own, you know, hunt my own fruit, food, and then, you know, eat my own kill. And as long as I went out there and I hunted and I became a better hunter, then I got to eat well. And so that kind of traveled through my life when I was younger, trying to find whatever that may be, hunting, scrapping, scraping, whatever that was. And the first thing we, I ever did was actually had a clothing line at a young, at a young age uh, with two friends of mine. We called it Stunt Active Wear. <laughs> and it was snowboarding and surf and things and kind of just saw the first rounds of branding back in the day. And as I moved through that, um, I started recognizing that retail uh, was pretty exciting. And as I had generated um, kind of this, uh, this energy of wanting to sell things, I think that that just flowed through the different things that I did as I've done in my life, I guess. And as I traveled uh, through learning how to sell, I started recognizing that the internet was going to be something that allowed us to communicate from anywhere around the world. And if you can do that, then you can sell them something. And so that really started my journey selling online. To this day, I still have big, huge Oakley um, 
cabinets that hold sunglasses. And my journey started selling online and I had seven e-commerce stores. Um, we drove that to over a hundred and something thousand dollars a month. And as we were going, as I was basically building these, you know, stores out and my team was filling out the information and getting all this stuff done, I had a transition in my life. And as I made that transition, I had relationship transitions, I had business transitions, and they were all starting to fall apart. And as I was kind of looking at that, I had a choice. And my choice was I could either go and get, you know, I own a business at the time. I have thousands and thousands of dollars of inventory. I've got all this stuff. And it was either to go and kind of try and make it on my own or get a job position, which would have been in New York, which would have paid very well. Um, but I just at one moment said, I don't know if I want to be stuck out there. And then I didn't know if I wanted to work with the clientele that was there. And I didn't think that happiness was at the end of that road. I just didn't see it. I was like, I don't see where that leads me to be happy. And one of the things that I recognized was that as people got older, they had a few things that they looked at in their life. And one was, did I love people? That was probably one of the strongest ones. But the second one is, did I take chances and, I, and did I go see the world? Did I go see what this rock has to offer? And whatever that may be for you, maybe you can relate to going somewhere in a different state or maybe um, you know, wherever you're at, you might go to a small country next to you or something like that. Um, but mine was really to kind of just veer off and maybe that's fight or flight, but ironically, maybe I was fighting to flight or flighting to fight. <laughs> so I bagged, grabbed all my bags, packed all my stuff up and I got in and told my friends and my family and I said, I'm leaving in 10 days and I'm going to go move to Thailand. And I moved to Thailand and I studied the art of Muay Thai and I met um, a gentleman named uh, Toby, Tobias, and he was a practitioner of um, meditation and he was a monk and he was an incredible person. He was a person that why I was there and you're always licking your wounds of things that have happened anytime that you decide to flight. And, and you'd probably be surprised on people that you might meet that are fighters or that have fought in their life or trained in a certain aspect, that there's something that they kind of ran from that landed them into, um, you know, learning how to fight or anything like that. And as I was there learning how to do that, I had met Tobias. And so here I am meeting, you know, Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs. It's probably one of the most ruthless arts that are out there when it comes to fighting, if you've never heard of it. Um, and the people are super kind. But when I was there, I was meeting someone that was a master in uh, meditation. And I was meeting someone that was a master in uh, Muay Thai and fighting. And so my life was really engulfed in these two life pieces for a short period of time over a year or so. And you evolve and you become that kind of person. And so as I started coming back to the US and at, there came a point when I said, I got to come home, um, I knew that I wanted to do commerce. I knew that I wanted to be in this world of e-commerce or, or um, some form of, of uh, helping businesses become better. There was just that, that struggle of figuring that out. And as I was going through that process, um, I knew that staying away from the country wasn't going to help me at the time. And so I just wanted to come back. And so when I came back, um, I had manifested that 
I would start really pushing things as I moved my way through back to San Diego. And I grew up inland in California. And so I manifested to, to end up in, in Del Mar, Solana Beach, uh, San Diego. And as I did that, I started to recognize that I'm going to need support. And wanting to go back into business, I started recognizing that there was many people that were a lot like me, that were always on the move, that uh, had skill sets, but they just couldn't touch you know, the right people. Uh, they couldn't get out and see the right people. And so I decided that my journey wasn't done and I needed to learn how to lead a team and I needed to learn how to um, bring labor from anywhere in the world so that I could have the right person doing the job instead of, you know, just the person that's down the street from me. And so I decided to pack up my bags. Here I go again. And I grab everything that I, I put everything in storage, I guess, but I grabbed my bag again and I decided to fly out to India. When I landed in India, it was such a, such a difference in um, learning culture and their shocks um, as much as anybody coming from a, another country to our country, we all have these shocks that happen to us. And India gives you a shock. And I don't think anybody would attest to that. India is an incredible country. It has its own way of doing things. There's beauty all over the place, but there's also shock factor and things that I didn't really understand and, and not so much on the level of having common sense, but just the depth of things. And so I went through the journey of learning about the Indian culture and about the people. And I went to different festivals and I went to um, different temples and, and I really just wanted to learn what is this about and just understand the people because the output in business, people have their skill sets. Um, we become people driven, you know, the frustrations are not so much in, you know, can somebody program this? It's, can I get this person to come to work? And the more that we understand people, we can probably lead them a little bit better. So this was my ignorance diving in and trying to come out with a conclusion. It really wasn't some, you know, highly intelligent uh, plan. It was just, Hey, if I, you know, I dumped myself in Thailand, I kind of became a Thai. I dumped myself in with Toby, who was a monk. I kind of became monkey. I, I don't know if that's a word. Um, and then, uh, you know, this, this must be true. If I go live in India, then I become. And so that pattern then ran into the Philippines and I started a, a call center in the Philippines. Um, we did a programming company in, in India. And as I went through that journey, I just kept creating these different solutions and it really was just keeping me up and moving. And I started to recognize through this channel that, um, that, I, that I was on or this area of the matrix, I guess you could say. But as I was traveling, finally, when I kind of got back and still unraveling a lot of that stuff, because when you take in cultures, it's a lot on you, you know, you got to kind of, I guess you could say defilter through it and then be able to adapt yourself into an environment um, that was the old environment that you knew with the new person. So you're just a shiny circle trying to go into a square. You're like, wait a minute, I got to fix a few things to kind of get back. So I ended up coming back. And as I got back to uh, the US, I, you know, I'm in, in San Diego, I started to recognize that the health of the entrepreneur uh, was something that needed to be uh, needed to be looked at. And so I started to look at how was the entrepreneur being marketed to? I started to look at how was the entrepreneur um, being you know, pulled in what direction? And is there a place for the entrepreneur? And I saw a lot of workout stuff and I, I saw a lot of separation. And 
I, I think that um, the conclusion was that I found that the gyms and CrossFit and all of those things um, are not good for entrepreneurs. And I found that as I look at the people that go and do those things, they're probably at their highest excited peak where they're doing CrossFit and they're becoming this incredible machine, but you can't do it forever. We, we can't, our bodies are not running forever like that. Um, you start to break, you start to break down and you quit. And when you stop going to the gym, that means you stop going on the, the bicycle. That means you stop picking up the weights. And then the next time you want to go to the gym, what happens? You got to think about, do I have the right outfit? Do I have the right, you know, um, did I pay my dues for crying out loud? <laughs> you know, if I haven't, I got to call and say, there's just this whole barrier when in fact, as an entrepreneur, your sport is to go generate money. Your sport is to go be a CEO. Your sport is to go. Now, is being a CrossFit expert important? 100% when it's time to be an expert in CrossFit. Or is it time to go be uh, someone that's great at softball? Yes, when it's time to go be great at softball. But what I find through entrepreneurs is that the likelihood of staying committed the entire time is, is not true. And I know there's people out there because I know that there's the percentage that that's part of their life. But even when it's part of your life, do you have a baseline? And so that is where moves started to get created, where is how do I deliver a baseline that's really a no bullshit and you, your excuse is not the apparel you're wearing. The excuse is not going to the gym. The excuse is I don't have time. The question is, what are you willing to do? Not what you can do. So I've had some past experiences training some fighters and teaching them things that I've learned. And then they go and fight and they do those things. And I've learned that there's patterns in all of us. And one of the patterns that we have as entrepreneurs is we can go conquer it. We can do it. We know we are diligent enough to go and do it. And so we take the way that we work out the same way. And now you've got your business is sitting at 90% of capacity in your brain. And now you're trying to shove another 90%. So the philosophy is, <laughs> the philosophy is let's get down to what you will do. And my question is, would you do one push up for the rest of your life? Well, let's make it really simple. If you will commit to that, then I just helped you change your life. Let's start talking about the longevity. Let's start talking about how sports figures get treated. You're an entrepreneur. Are you being treated that way? Do you have what it is to support you and what you need to be the greatest that you are? Do you have the people around you? Do you have the support? And that's where I learned a lot of the getting the support was all around the world. And so outsourcing became a very big thing for me because I needed to be able to cut my time, but I also wanted to stay in shape. So as I'm starting to shape this concept of what is this, of moved, I started to realize that people need to start living at above 20% on all areas of their life. And the three areas that I found was generating more business, which is the digital side, entrepreneurially, how do we actually generate leads and then you turn them into sales? How do we do that? Well, that's the digital growth method. So I developed a digital growth 
method of you actually creating leads and then being able to go and sell those and expand your network and give you an actual boost that when you're done, you actually have a foundation and something to work off of. It's a three-phase system and you go through it decluttering yourself first phase second phase we build out the battle cry and all of the assets that you need and then in the third one in the third phase we actually deploy so now as this evolution has been going on and i've been putting these pieces together my past experiences then started coming together i said wait a minute here what if we could actually be in shape we actually meditate so we can come back to center and then we have an actual solution to generate leads. Well, I think that this is a solution that I need to continue on. Because as we go through this, I keep learning from people that people just want to have a strong baseline. I keep hearing from people, they keep falling off. And what I think is that it's too difficult. I probably need people mad about that statement. But the reality is it is too difficult. We're asking people to do things that should be done daily. And you're trying to say, go and be this person within the next X amount of days. Sure, you can go ring the bell. You can go ring it. But did it actually change your life at all? Did it actually change the way that you're going to feel in six years? So my question to myself was, what would I do every single day? And I looked at my actual business and I said, okay, if I make sure that I'm strong at the level of density muscle, because that's really what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for the ability to be helped, like feel like I can go do something. Because once you have a base, a simple base, going to CrossFit is fun. If you don't have a base, going to CrossFit sucks. If you have a good base, and you want to go do jujitsu, or you want to go do gymnastics, or you want to go do softball, or you want to go play baseball, whatever it is that you do, if you're in dance, whatever it is, it just has to have strength as the base. And so the base of the MOVED program, the MOVED 30 program, has to do with just having a strong base. And then drinking water. Are, are we drinking water? You know, do we drink water on a daily basis? What does that do for us? And then the last one is making sure that you have something and a solution that allows you to actually generate leads, decrease the stress, utilizing outsourced staff, and then being able to have a plan to generate leads so you're not as stressed. You have more volume. And so through this, I created the digital growth method, which is the moved digital growth method. And so this journey of going from starting in sales and then working my way through kind of like, uh, you know, reading your own story. What is that story? What is the story? And your story, I think like my story, comes to a place where I want to build something. And as an entrepreneur, I think that you're the same way. You want something to be built. And I learned even through these nine different people in the podcast, each person has this story. And I think that as Moved Entrepreneur Evolved and this podcast evolves and it keeps growing and meet better people, for the people that follow the podcast, and if you haven't liked and subscribed, you better do that. But ultimately, if you watch this podcast, I think we're going to find patterns that people are actually quite the same. And as we see people being the same and they have a story that's the same, you start to realize that you got to go through the shit. 
And some people have to go through more crap and go through more whatever. But as long as you keep going and you keep looking for the right light to look at, and then maybe it's not, you got to go find another one, but you keep going, then your vision and your goal or your journey or whatever that is, um, is going to come true. And when it does, you'll be able to tell your story. So hopefully um, today was a story you got to learn a little bit about who I am. Um, I'll probably tell more stories as I, as I, you know, talk and have these discussions with different entrepreneurs. Um, but thank you very much for uh, watching the episodes up till now. And um, hopefully um, maybe I can make you a fan uh, fairly quickly uh, by bringing you great value, um, exciting uh, guests and maybe exciting topics and maybe even just stories that you can relate to so that you can just keep going and then also supply you the resources that you need to succeed. So with that, this is episode number 10. And I'm excited that I dropped this today. Um, telling these stories is always interesting when you talk about yourself, maybe Everybody should do it on video one or two times. You learn a little bit about yourself. Thank you very much. And I'll see you guys soon. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.